0: against the Ohio U, uh,
1: did I tell you uh about going to the new pizza place that's where the pizza house used to be across from campus one um, with some work people pizza house? last week
2: Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. what about last week?
1: I went with some work people last week for lunch oh. to get to get pizza at this place. Uh, Cause it's under new ownership I can't It's like Gladys's Pizza now, I think.
2: What's the what was the pizza house? I don't I don't remember what it what it looked like.
1: Um, it, it was the one that was right. It's like right, uh, like on slash across campus. Um, it was like right on Oakland Avenue, past Taco Bell. Uh, and then Capri was in there yeah, recently it, for a little bit, but. You wouldn't have been
2: have the, I, I don't know. Have I ever eaten there? I don't know if I have. Have I? <laughs> I
1: don't know. We never. No, we, we never really did. I, I was never into it very much. Very much. Whenever it was Pizza House, but it was always. Yes, yeah, I know there. where
2: Taco Bell is, but I can't picture that place really.
1: Yeah. So anyway, there were a couple younger guys working in there, and me and me and some of the fellows from work, I uh, got a couple slices, and uh, so we're sitting there. I, I made a joke to the one guy because uh, whatever mix they had playing music over the store. It was playing some like a eclectic mix of stuff, but a lot of it was like heavy, like a new metally kind of stuff. That's why I, oh, I made, yeah, I made a joke to the one uh, to Jim, the one old timer. I was like, "Oh, did you pick the pick the music, Jim?" He was like, "Oh, yeah." You know, he was laughing. But uh, so then, so we're sitting there eating, and then uh, Nightwish comes on with Phantom of the Opera, and starts playing. And
0: what? <laughs> and I'm eating, <laughs>
1: I'm eating my jalapeno like bacon pizza slice, and was <laughs> like, "Holy shit!" No kidding Look at That's Nightwish. pretty awesome Yeah So it made the pizza Taste even better Of course As you, as you can imagine And then after Then after Nightwish Ended uh, In the Navy By The village people Came on <laughs> In the Navy <laughs> Right after Phantom of the Opera <laughs> I Man why it's
2: so funny You picked those two things
1: So I assume one of these guys Just had Like his phone on mix or something Because it was Playing all kinds of shit It was It was awesome though It was pretty, it was pretty great uh, so way to go, glasses pizza. music makes the pizza taste even better. Oh, yeah. anyway,
2: uh, yeah. You been li- you been listening to anything new?
1: No, not really. Just that uh, the absence that new absence I got. I downloaded the Amazon Music app. We're on podcast services now, y'all. Yippee! Most of them, anyway. Uh, I'm still working on Apple, but anyway, I finally downloaded the uh, Amazon. So I I got in the, I got on the amazon music app then to check out the podcast and see if it was up there all right and played it okay and everything and um so everything i've been buying off amazon like all the cds whenever it comes with a digital version i already it was already just in my library whenever i logged in to my account under the amazon app so our so it's just a shitload of music digital music on there that i bought physical versions of and the only reason oh. i thought of this was because that app since i got was on there and i was like holy shit why didn't I get this app a long fucking time ago? <laughs> it sounds stupid of me. I just have all this music I could have been listening to without having so to So everything
2: like... you bought physically is on there? They give it to you digitally automatically? Just about everything, so
1: just... yeah. Like if, Because uh, m- most of the time, I mean, not everything, not every single CD I get or album or whatever, but most of them do come with a code where you can redeem your digital version. And so I guess if that happens and you buy it through Amazon, it just automatically uh, adds it to your... Music library. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Just, just by itself. And then I, so I didn't have to like go in and redeem any codes. It just knew. And so that was really, right. really
2: cool. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. but Jazz, You're I... going to be mad at me, but I think we should start this whole thing over.
1: <laughs> oh. Nah, that's fine. Yeah, anyway, welcome to the show. Again, everybody, we did it. We're back. I'm uh, Van Racknett. I'm, I'm with Umni as always. Josh.
2: Hey, what's up? I'm still sick. Remember last week when I was like, oh, I'm having hearts, heart hearts attacks. <laughs>
1: Heart attacks.
2: Heart attacks. Yeah, went to urgent care. They said, you know, "I want to talk about doctors for a little bit." I went in there and I was the like, "Doctor podcast." I think I think it could be something I'm eating. And she was my doc, The doctor was me like, "It's not. It's not anything you're eating." And then by the end of the meeting or the doctor visit, she was like, "Well, I think maybe it could be GERD." So so I was like, "So is it what I'm eating?" And she's like, "Yeah. So you should. Yeah. <laughs> so you probably shouldn't eat spicy stuff and caffeine or anything acidic." Or alcohol. So it was like any, anything that I normally eat, I can't have it anymore. But it was like so weird to me. I was like, why would you me- immediately dismiss what I said going in? which probably what I'm eating? And then you, she immediately blows it off. And then late at the end, of the, at the end, she's like, yeah, I guess maybe you're right. But yeah. now I'm having second thoughts because I had like chest pain all week. Like this small, slight chest pain all week just doesn't go away. So Now I think she was right. Maybe it's like a virus or bacteria or fungal infection. I don't know. I was just reading about it on... uh on google doing my own self-diagnosis so i'm thinking like esophageal so cancer or yep yeah, yeah, yeah. or some type of infection uh but i took an ibuprofen because i read that it gets rid of inflammation and uh, i felt felt better pretty quickly so it might be like a chest wall infection anyway that's my uh doctor story
1: yeah that's the uh that's the old joke the old punchline with looking shit up looking up your uh, medical issues on the internet is it's always going to tell you it's always going to at least get you thinking that it's the worst possible thing that you're terminally ill that you have some kind of rare terminal cancer or whatever like yeah. you said
2: <laughs> well it feels like it's something serious although here's a here's the gross story i woke up i could I was having a hard time breathing right cuz i had some chest pain whenever i took a deep breath it would like wheeze so i went i took a poop the poop mm-hmm. was a little dark which is also a sign of cancer uh-oh but as soon as i was done pooping i felt better and i could breathe better And I was like, well, maybe this is some kind of infection. My body's trying to get this shit out of my body, on my system. You know what I mean?
1: Maybe your shit's backing up into your lungs. Maybe you have shit in your chest. But
2: I also took an iron supplement two days ago, which I also read can make your poop tarry. So basically, there's so much shit inside of me, I don't know what's what anymore. I gotta like (laughs) cleanse and really like monitor myself.
1: Yeah, you're going to start uh, letting some, some of your fluids out, some bile. Let some of your yellow bile out, some of your black, some of your red. Yeah. Get some of the blood out. Yeah, but, like, these
2: doctors, I, like, I had this, I was talking to my girlfriend after she came back and was like, oh, yeah, maybe it is what you're eating. I was like, did she just, she came in, she talked to me, she said, it's not what you're eating. She leaves, comes back, like, 30 minutes later. i was like, did she just go and Google and then try to find, like, what we do at home? <laughs> she just went and Googled it and then came back and was like, oh, yeah, it looks like it could be this. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Whatever.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't have great doctor experiences, typically myself. I mean, I don't go very much. Because usually, usually by the time I'm concerned enough about something to actually go, I get there and then I'm always unsatisfied with what they say. Eh, it's it's probably nothing. I don't know. Here you go. And then like, I know, right? It's like, th- like you th- go in there. Thanks for your co-pay. Bye. And it's yeah. Like, uh, I went in
2: there. I spent 150 dollars on blood work and shit. And my blood work showed that my white blood count, my white blood cell count, was like over the normal max. So my body is obviously fighting something. Yeah. And I didn't tell. It didn't respond to me I didn't say anything about it. It's like. What's the point? I just go in there, you shrug your shoulders. I got to figure this shit out myself anyway.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. It's, Fuck. It's, it's stupid.
2: No, you you should go to a doctor though if you're sick.
1: <laughs> I went, so I finally went the other week myself for nut pain again. The old epididymitis coming back. Speaking of yeah. you mentioning the ibuprofen. Yeah, because I, I try not to take stuff like that too often. Right, but, me too. Uh, but sometimes when my nuts get all tender, I'll pop a couple because it's supposed to help with the inflammation of the epididymis. But anyways, so I went in for that, and uh, he was just like, yeah, I don't know. It's probably just your epididymitis again. I'm just going to give you some pills, and if uh, it doesn't work, eh, get a hold of me. And uh, they've still been sore, and I finished the prescription, so I guess I'm going to have to go back. He he, he said he might send me to a urologist, but then the urologist is just going to do the same thing. Well, it's probably epididymitis, and then uh, from what I remember- Having issues with this like 10 years ago, she's like, well, some people just, you kind of just have to live with it. So, sorry, pop an (laughs) ibuprofen. It's like, fuck you. Well, they
2: like rub that gel on your balls and scan it to see if there's like a lump or anything in there.
1: Yeah, they did that when I, like 10 years ago, whatever, when I first went in for the epididymitis. They did the ultrasound on the nuts. So, they didn't do any of that this time. They just figured, well, it's probably that again. So, here's some pills. If it doesn't work, come back.
2: Yeah, that's, uh, too bad that's kind of the way it is i guess they i mean i think what the the mistake the doctors make is they think well if it gets worse they'll tell me but i think a lot of people are just like fuck it i already went in there once i'm not doing this again (laughs) yeah right like that's how i feel that's how i feel i don't want to go i don't want to drive an hour and go back there again to do more tests like i already went to you once and you didn't try you barely did anything i mean they took an x-ray they tested me for covid and i didn't have it but those tests can be faulty uh and then I took a chest x-ray and there was no fog in my chest. So it didn't look like it was damaged. Yeah, it's crazy though. I do have like pectitis or whatever whatever it's called where your bone, your chest bone curves in towards your heart. And it was like, it looked like it was touching my heart. I was like, are you sure that's not touching my heart? And she's like, I don't think so. And I was like, okay. Oh, geez.
0: <laughs>
2: she's like, your breathing is at 100%. So I don't think it's that. I was like, okay. Yep. Anyway, should we move on to game stuff?
1: Doctors, dude. <laughs> yeah, I suppose we should. Yeah, I... uh GameStop had a sale the other was it saturday earlier this week i guess i saw someone on on twitter posted about it they were doing uh five pre-owned games under 20 bucks for 50 bucks so i got on it the cheapest game i got i think was like 18.99 but other than that i got all like 18 19 dollar games and so you know pretty good i got five games for 50 bucks so i got uh all please crash team racing
2: I heard you. I heard you should have it, got that.
1: Yeah, it was on there. I don't know. I'm not a crash guy or a kart racer person. Even though, I, from what I understand, uh, crash team racing is apparently pretty good. But I got, uh, I got Death Stranding, just the base PS4 version, because then I'll be able to uh, upgrade it to the PS5 director's cut for just ten bucks.
2: Oh so, yeah, that's what I was telling people to do a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, just buy yeah. that cheap shit.
1: Yeah, so I got a pre-owned for ten bucks. I'll upgrade it for ten bucks. I'll get the PS5 version for 20 instead of 50 So there we go. Nice. I got uh, Mafia Definitive Edition. I thought at first it was the collection. I don't need to play 3 again, but I do want to play 1 and 2. But it's just 1 anyway. It's just Mafia 1. But, um, oh, right. So that's cool. I remember playing it on your PC years and years ago. and
2: Oh, yeah. That was crazy. Like I remember when I first came out and I bought it. And I was like, man, this is better than Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. People don't realize it's... the graphics were way better. It was like the story. Well, I can't say the story was better, but I... And then I think I got more enjoyment out of it than I did like, I don't know what what Grand Theft Auto was out at that time, Vice City or something, or maybe just Part Three. I don't know. Mm, I want to
1: say, uh, say probably maybe Vice City, but yeah, somewhere around that time. But yeah, it looked a lot yeah, better. Yeah, if, if
2: you look at the graphics of that game at the time compared to the Grand Theft Auto at the time, it's like such a crazy improvement over the GTA graphics. It was. Yeah, I remember I remember really enjoying it. And I'm sure if I went back and looked back at it now, it, it would look like shit. But and back it, in the day, it was great.
1: Wouldn't the, the cops pull you over too, like in the old Jalopy? And you actually had to like pull off the road, and they'd come give you a ticket and shit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's Like the cops were a little more, uh, a little more realistic than realistic? Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, it was
2: more realistic. <laughs>
1: yeah, you wouldn't just like clip a curb, and then they pull out their guns and just start <laughs> blasting you. Yeah, <laughs> that always blows which actually my mind might be more realistic. Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto yeah, I mean. nowadays that's more realistic.
2: I think <laughs> there an article about it on our regular Farsis website. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that always blew my mind like just watching like in GTA 5 just walking up to somebody and just like giving them a little push and then they're chasing you and then they punch you and then if there's a cop around they'll just shoot them dead (laughs) like man that's crazy (laughs) because it's kind of realistic but it still seems that largely doesn't happen nowadays I don't think
1: yeah yeah largely so I got uh I got judgment like we were talking about judgment a little bit last week the week before and so I got that for ten buck. Uh, I got Hunt Showdown. Are you familiar with with this at all?
2: I don't know. I don't think I heard of this.
1: I think I because I didn't even realize it even came out. I, I didn't really hear anything about it, but I think I must have read about it in Game Informer or something like months ago. But it's a uh, it's like a PVPVE kind of thing. So from what I understand, right. it's like it's like three teams of two, I think, two players, and so like you're in like this little like arena or not an arena, but like a sandbox. And there's, like, always some objective that everyone has to do. So it's, like, kill, like, the boss monster of the area, and then I think you have to, like, uh, like take a trophy from it, and then you have to extract, like, you have to leave. And so at any given point, you know, you, you can kill other players, you can, um, yeah. like, you can wait is for it. Is it kind of like
2: that? It sounds kind of like that, is it Queen Bee, that game, an arcade game where you have to compete and you can win in different ways? It kind of sounds like that.
1: So I guess as far as the dynamics of the the team things kind of go, but it's more. But I guess it's more of like I think it's a first person like shooter, though. But I think it's like I think it's like old timeier guns and like some spells and like shit like that and like swords and things. You know, like like it, it looks yeah. like bloodborne kind of feel, except uh. maybe less Victorian. I guess maybe is what I'm saying. So, so anyway, he has good reviews. I yeah, it's pretty decent. I I think it's got like mostly. I think it averages around like an eight or an eighty or whatever. All right, but um, that's good
2: and weird. I don't think I've heard of it.
1: So yeah, just bunch of teams of people. Like I guess you can kind of help each other, but but by the end of the game, only one team can win. Obviously, so so I guess from like I guess like sounds a big thing. Like you have to be like you should try to be quiet because if you're like going for an objective, it's gonna it's gonna alert the area around you and it's gonna like lure the other teams to your location to like check out what's going on, and then yeah. like and then if. So if it's like something you have to kill and get a trophy from, maybe maybe you wait and you watch another team kill the monster, and then you run in and then ambush them whenever they're weak after they kill it, and then kill them, then you get the the objective item, and then maybe you oh, get oh yeah out of it. Or like, like shit. a moba sounds like a moba mm-hmm. just shit like that. So that sounds really neat. Anyway, uh, that I like good. I like small team kind of semi competitive, but also cooperative kind of things. So that should be yeah. cool. And then and I also got the the Dark Pictures Anthology, Little Hope, the second one. I, I can't remember if we were talking about that on air or off, but I was thinking if, if we start streaming one of these months, that might be fun for us to do kind of like a co-op Yeah, I think we story probably
2: should. Experience. I mean, since you're taking care of this podcast mostly with the editing and stuff, maybe I can set up the streams and I can take care of the uh, stream show. And uh, that way we're both doing more yeah, equal shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, game, oh, how about this? If we, if we hit 10 podcast episodes, I'll start working on putting some merch up. Oh yeah? Yeah. <laughs> We'd hit lucky number 10.
1: Okay. You know what? I, <laughs> I thought about how exciting that'll be to sell like t-shirts and shit, but I also don't know who would want any, but. Well, we'll me. <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. Us. I'll work. No, you know what's
2: cool? Speaking of going back to bringing some music back into this, uh, you know, Frog Lord, right? Oh Yeah. Yeah. uh, So Frog Lord, uh, it's like this stoner slash death metal. It it encompasses a few different genres, but I would say mostly stoner slash death metal, I guess. Uh, Really awesome music. I think one dude, he just does everything himself pretty much. Um, So he was selling merch for the new album, um, The Mystic Toad. Good album. Great album. All All the albums are great. Except for maybe like the original album, it's a bit raw and... It's okay, but like the last three albums, I, I've I've loved. But anyway, he was selling merch, but he's from the UK, so I uh, I went to buy some a shirt, but it was like the shipping was twenty two dollars, so it was more expensive than the shirt. So I Shit. he was so he posted on Facebook like, hey, I'm selling this merch, and then I commented, and I was like, hey, I'm i I'm a bit of a cheap bastard, and I don't really want to pay forty five dollars for a shirt. I was like, have you thought about putting things on Teespring? And he was like. I never heard of Teespring, but I'll look into it. And a week later, he was like, hey, my shit's on Teespring. <laughs> Anyone wants to buy it? So I helped get Frog Lord merch on Teespring for, for the Americas and other countries. And I bought a couple of shirts.
1: Ah, look at us. We're influencing <laughs> things. That's great. That's awesome. We're even influencing the music world, getting, getting the merchandise over here to the States. No, that's really awesome. Yeah, it's
2: it's I mean, funny because cool. even my girlfriend bought one for her brother in Korea because he loves frogs. <laughs> <laughs> Not cuz he has the fan, some pet frogs, he frogs. <laughs> And he has some pet frogs and he started and she told him to check out Frog Lord and he was like, "Yes, yeah, it's awesome." So then she bought him a shirt. Oh, kick. I ass, guarantee you he's going to awesome. be the only Korean with a Frog Lord shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: that's fan fucking fantastic. I know um if we do get merch, uh we should do mouse pads. Get a Ragdoll Games cast mouse pad because I need to replace my Blizzard Entertainment one that I've had for years. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, the merch is all for us and our ten other listeners. I didn't realize that I'm I'm supporting misogyny and in, in the games industry with my mouse pad. And I've been doing it <laughs> I've been doing it the whole time and I just 'cause I I haven't even thought about it in a long time, like what my mouse pad, I I've had it since playing Warcraft in like high school and I I looked down the other day, I was like, Oh yeah, I have a blizzard mouse pad. Yeah. Uh, can't but, be streaming with no. that. People will think I support assaulting You limits.
2: do. You do though. You do support that. No yeah so you tell me off air, <laughs> so yeah, what would it take you fucking well, I don't know I don't know if we talked about this on air, but what would it take for you to ban a company or a game? Yeah. would anything do it like a, like a company you love, a game you love, like what would it take what would offend you so much that you would give it up?
1: yeah, we were talking about that a little bit, but I don't know, I don't think I ever said chimed in on on that, on that part of it, so i honestly i don't I don't know it would have to be some really big world stage political shit like like they'd have to be supporting nazis or something (laughs) like like the equivalent of being like a nazi sympathizer or something like that i think it it would take for me to like not listen to a band's music or or buy games from a company or or to truly ban a product like that it would have to be something pretty big because i've always been a kind of i don't have any issues separating art from artists kind of thing right of course I I love H.P. Lovecraft and stuff and of course he's a giant racist but I can can hold those two ideas in my head at the same time and it it doesn't bother me you know
2: yeah I think of the name of his cat like once every two weeks yeah (laughs) yeah for Um, some reason I read that Rats in in the Walls I guess it's in one of his short stories
1: yeah Rats in the Walls I think yeah
2: yeah Rats in the Walls that's it yeah for some reason that name maybe it's because I love cats and my cat's always walking around but yeah you'll have to Google that (laughs) listeners we can't say it out loud (laughs) Yeah. So, but uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> but no, like uh, the closest that I get to like worrying about, I guess we can keep it the video games uh, specifically here. Would be the Chinese companies, like Tencent, that have kind of ties to the uh, Communist Party in China, and right. and they they own like a, a shitload of Riot, and they they own shares and other things across the industry too. Not to the extent that they do Riot. But yeah, I mean things like that. Uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I guess give me pause for concern, but I I, I still wouldn't outright. Yeah, the, boycott. the Chinese a government.
2: Or the Chinese government does a lot of fucked up things, but buying from China or not trying not to buy from China is almost impossible with anything you're buying. It's
1: mm-hmm, absolutely.
2: You know they have their they've dipped their fingers in everything, and it's like how do you even avoid it? And it's sad. Like I I don't know if this sounds far left of me or something, but I I was maybe not far left because it seems like. Joe Biden is more friendly with China than Trump was. But I, would, I wouldn't be uh, opposed if, like, the U.S. government was like, hey, if you work with China, we're going to, like, I don't know, like, tax you harder or I- implement some kind of uh, negative uh, effect of, like, working with these companies that are basically, you know, enslaving a certain uh, a certain people of their population, like the Uyghur Muslims. And mm-hmm. yeah. they're doing a lot of fucked up shit to those people according yeah, to concentration camps and some, some articles. So it's like, and then China's becoming the new superpower and they're not a good, they're not good. No. So I think people need to take steps to like, you know, unfortunately people like money so much that they're ignoring all this shit, but yeah. maybe the government should take steps to discourage people to uh, work with them because oh, obviously that's going to piss China off and nobody wants a war. So it's a lot more complicated than just doing it, of course, but... Can you is it can we afford to do nothing? I don't probably not.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I, I wish there was some kind of incentive to, especially with China, but but even globally, some a little extra incentive to kind of bring businesses and, and bring you know money back to the states and like keeping money here. I mean, instead of having all these like offshore, global international accounts, you know, where people yeah. tax havens yeah. and shit like that. You know, there should right. be... and People
2: have been doing that forever, and they haven't mm-hmm. figured out a way to stop it. So it's like it just feels hopeless
1: right yeah feel like the
2: government can't do anything right
1: yeah so yeah that's Uh, in a perfect world they would do something i I don't know yeah i don't know what steps it would take or anything but
2: yeah i don't know has blizzard ever donated money to like blm or anything i I would assume they probably have as many many companies have but i don't know for sure if they have i was thinking like sure if they if they announced like hey because we're talking about what what would stop us from buying a game if they were like hey uh, we're going to give 10% of our sales from the Diablo 2 remake to BLM. I wouldn't buy it.
0: <laughs> that's what mm. I like,
2: I wouldn't do it. So yeah. that's and, something that I would. I mean, yeah. I, would, uh, I, c- I just don't I think it's a good that organization. That I don't think they've really helped many people. I think they're divisive. They've made tens of billions of dollars. And what are the f- how many people in their community have they helped with all this money? Like, where's the money at? Where's the money? Anyway, not go on a political rant. could
1: but- pro quo, follow the money. Yeah, so sticking to Blizzard, honestly, what bothers me, I mean, not that the uh, you know the harassment allegations and stuff, not to say that that doesn't bother me, but what actually really bothers me even more, as far as a a, a boycotting or a avoiding purchases standpoint, is would be the Blitz Chung thing, and I'm not sure if I think we've maybe mentioned it briefly, probably during last week's discussion on it, but uh, but yeah, the Blitz Chung thing, whenever their Overwatch player had you know said free Hong Kong, and then they like. Took his winnings away and like shut him up because again because I was it like yeah something with so, I think I think that was Tencent yeah. maybe two wasn't it or or some Chinese organization has has some money in Activision or something like that so so they silenced well, him I'm and, not sure and that's and that like maybe not yeah maybe not I I don't want to I don't want to speak out of turn on that but there but there was some assumed pressure from, from China that they were. That they were so worried about offending them that they basically silenced this guy oh, yeah. and, and stripped his money away, and and that kind of thing is much scarier to me than right. Than uh, have you seen all of these
2: videos of John Cena lately speaking Mandarin and like apologizing for shit?
1: I know that's so weird. There's like a few yeah, different videos of him just speaking
2: Mandarin and saying weird shit. Yeah, he's so, it's so creepy. <laughs> it's so
1: yeah, it's fucking weird. I and yeah and just because he referred to Taiwan as that country and so yeah. he's like, so he's apologizing to all of China for doing that like it's like this big oh my god aff- like, talk about it's like fuck you john i, I can't believe yeah. he even agreed about to do that a mindless bitch i know like i'm sure like his his people his PR people are like oh you need to apologize john but at any point he could have said no i'm not doing that fuck you but he didn't
2: yeah yeah so with the uh the dude what's his name the guy who said free hong kong
1: uh blitz chung was his a gamer name, but I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure what his actual real name is. But
2: Yeah. So this is a pretty nuanced conversation for this, I think, because I, I remember arguing with some randos online about this. Like, I agree with his freedom to say whatever he wants, but I also... Well, I was okay with Blizzard being like, okay, you're off, you're off air now because you violated our rules of we don't get political on our streams. Mm-hmm. So I think fine, but I did have a problem with them taking away his money, which I believe they did, and I was like,
1: that's fucked up. I think they eventually gave it back, but... But oh, yes. yeah, that's right. I think
2: people complain they gave it back. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I agree with his opinion, even. And I, I agree with his freedom to do, do what he wants. But I also agree with the companies, right? If I say, hey, these are our rules and you broke them, we got to do something about that now because these are our rules. So it's, you know, I feel for both sides mm-hmm. in that, that thing, I suppose, a little bit. I mean, I'm more on his side, I, I think. But, but I, I, I guess my main argument would be I can't, you can't expect you can't expect every company to follow activistic trends like you want basically you want every corporation to be an activist corporation like every single one and if they don't you want to cancel them and it's like that seems very absurd to me that you expect all of these corporations to take the activist view whenever you know these companies unfortunately are they are out to make as much money as possible and it's just a lot of the activist views are wrong nowadays as well so yeah, It just bothers me that they expect... It's almost like how, you know, like the Republicans were trying to pass the... Pull back some of the voting. the uh, Like they want to require you to have an ID to vote. And and then they, they loosened up some of the uh, voting restrictions because of COVID. So then after COVID was... After the election was over and COVID was going away, whatever, six months ago, four months ago, something, before it got bad again, the Republicans were trying to like change the laws back to how they were. And then all, everyone on the left just labeled them as, like, racist, whatever nonsense garbage. And then, like, they pulled, like, the all-star game out of that city because of it. And they moved it to another city. And because they didn't have the... Because the city trying... The state trying to pass these laws didn't have the right message or whatever. And it's like... yeah. Jesus Christ. And it's not even right. Like, they're they're not racist. It's not r- racist to require an ID to vote. It's just this overblown activism that is doing more damage than good nowadays so unfortunately whenever i see stuff whenever i see a bunch of people complaining about a company my i think i talked about this last week or some week where it's it's almost become like the girl who's cried wolf where at this point i just roll my eyes like oh they're crying again about something and so now if they actually have something that that's a real concern it's hard to take seriously anymore because they've complained about so much bullshit that's not a big deal
1: sure um I think that's why it's extra important then to, like, I, I understand that initial reaction and that makes sense, but I think that makes it even more important to do kind of what we're trying to do and actually look into these issues in depth and see if we can't parse through them and, and try to figure out what's the nugget of truth somewhere in the center, like what's really going on. I know last week you were talking about there is such a thing as an objective truth and it's usually somewhere in between everything else. You kind of, you might have to work to find right. it, but uh I think that's usually worth worth doing. I know, it's you know, it's there's a benefit to doing research on something, reading up, figuring out what's really going on, and trying to form somewhat of an informed opinion before. And I said this last week too, but before jumping straight to Twitter and uh, uh, jumping on the activism with everyone else and just blindly condemning things and shit talking them, and then because even like the stuff with the the Blizzard lawsuit, the people like a lot of people condemning it are condemning it in a very like, aggressive way. Like, fuck this. Those people at the top right. of you need to fucking go. Get the fuck out of here. There's no fucking place in this world for you. <laughs> if you if you don't want to protect me, get the fuck out. You know, it's like... <laughs> and just like... It sucks what's going on there, but come on, like... <laughs> like yeah, is, that, is that not really even what's going on. It's what went on,
2: like... Right, like, 10 years ago. It's like they've already said, we've made these changes. We're not that company anymore. You're, you're looking at our past... And you're acting like we're still that way, and we're not. So mm-hmm. what? It's like we've already changed, and you're complaining about our company currently, even though we're not that way anymore. It's like we've already done the work to change, but you're still demoni- demonizing us anyway. Uh-huh. So what the fuck do you want us to do?
1: You know, again, it's it's a very complicated thing. It's it's going to take more than one Kotaku article to to really get the full picture. And so and so again, it's just like you can't just read one article it's already telling you what to think about it take that at face value and then jump to twitter and 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 then get involved in that and jump on that kind of gang mentality where it's like if if you're not calling for these people's heads to roll then then you're also i guess a part of the problem or something like that like yeah you just need to be on the offensive with this and use a lot of hostile language or else you're complicit or something
2: it's the scary it's the scary mob mentality of you're either with us yes. or against us, and there's no thought involved. They don't yeah. give a fuck if you think about it, and you know more about it than they, than they do. You just have to think exactly like them, or your head's going to roll. My girlfriend had some a couple friends over last weekend, and uh, it was a couple. And the uh, girl in the couple, she plays video games, and we were talking about she loves Hearthstone, and so do I. And then she's like, but, she's like, but with all that stuff going on with Activision Blizzard... I deleted my Hearthstone. I was like, "Wow, <laughs> I didn't say anything else." Yes, because I mean, we talked about some political stuff while they were here, but it just wasn't. Uh, it was my first time really meeting them, so it wasn't really worth digging in too deep. Yeah, at that point, but too deep. But yeah, so it, it, it does affect people. People are deleting their Hearthstones. People are stopping. Obviously, there was a big transition in the world of Warcraft. I mean, people left World of Warcraft into Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. I think a big part of that transition was That's this Exodus. Blizzard, Activision stuff. Uh, I mean, I think Final Fantasy XIV is an awesome MMO, just as good as World of Warcraft. I think so. People should try it if they haven't tried it. But I think a lot of people are leaving because of this political stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Past few weeks.
1: Yeah, it could be. I know there was uh, some huge influencer that kind of jumped ship too, and that and a lot of people kind of took his lead on that too, from what I from what I heard about that. Oh yeah,
2: and then also I guess the latest WoW expansion was shit. I guess it was super buggy or something, and like people really pissed off. So I guess they left because of that as well. Mm-hmm. Perfect storm. Perfect storm was shit.
1: Perfect shit storm.
2: Yeah, perfect shit storm.
1: I have the shit storm. <laughs> the new uh, battleground in Warcraft. You ready to get into some updates then on the on the lawsuit? You wanna you wanna transition? Yeah, go ahead. Lead the way. Lead the way. Hot uh, wheels. Oh,
2: I'll, I'll follow you.
1: Okay. So, um, yeah, I I did a lot of reading and info dumping, uh, speaking of shitstorms, last week. Uh, So, I'm going to try to avoid that this time, listener, and just kind of try to give you a brief, uh, a more brief update on on what's going on, and yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on this moving forward, but I think things are going to start to calm down, though, now generally, at least until uh, it gets to the case. But anyway... Since our last episode, uh, over 3,000 current and former employees signed an open letter that condemns the company's leadership and the internal responses from the likes of uh, now former president Jay Allen Brack. Uh, he stepped down from the role in a move, uh, in a move which some claim could be intending to scapegoat Brack on uh, on the side of of the company. But anyway, and then also executive vice president and chief compliance officer Francis Townsend, whom the letter calls quote. To stand by her word to step down as executive sponsor of the ABK Employee Women's Network, um, unquote, which uh, which she has done and as of a couple weeks ago, according to the Washington Post. Um, but we're just now hearing that she stepped down, but it says she did it a couple weeks ago. I don't know, whatever. Uh, the letter also calls for improved employee conditions, especially for women and marginalized groups, as well as an end to mandatory arbitration clauses and contracts and a company-wide task force ensuring and promoting equal employment and promotion opportunities, harassment prevention, and so on for women um many employees also participated in a demonstrational walkout which thankfully they were paid for at least the world of warcraft team as senior software engineer valentine powell ensured the leadership team will pay employees for the time spent on the walkout and before the walkout ceo bobby Kodak finally released a statement calling the internal response tone deaf and then he promises other generic pr things uh And then some unsatisfied employees responded to that. So Josh, uh...
2: Well, did you want to read the response, Fran's response? That was, they said was tone deaf. uh, I have it up if you want me to read it.
1: Yeah, you can read it. Sure.
2: Uh, yeah, so her response to everything that was going on was uh, a couple short paragraphs I'll read. She said, A recently filed lawsuit presented a a distorted and untrue picture of our company including factually incorrect, old, and out-of-context stories, some from more than a decade ago. We work at a company that truly values equality and fairness. Rest assured that leadership is committed to continuing to maintain a safe, fair, and inclusive workplace. We cannot let egregious actions of others in a truly meritless and irresponsible irresponsible lawsuit damage our culture of respect and equal opportunity for all employees. I, may, I, don't, I don't see too much wrong with it be
1: honest yeah um but he and some other people saying that her response was tone deaf i don't think it's tone deaf i think she i think she reads clearly what's going on i think she's just pissed <laughs> i you know I don't, yeah like, it's a, because because when tone I mean, deaf, su- suggests that she's saying something and not realizing that it's maybe not th- what's appropriate to say i think she realizes it's going to make people mad and i think but i think that's how she feels and
2: yeah she's defending the company while also saying that they're all about fairness and stuff it's she's trying to cover all grounds Mm -hmm. but it's tone deaf when you're trying to make the Twitter mob happy because that's not going to make them happy they don't want to see you defend the company they just want to see you apologize and you know say you're sorry and it'll never happen again but even that doesn't really appease them it doesn't Right. nothing really appeases them no so yeah it's tone deaf to people who are looking to they're looking to be offended they have a Constant, you know, stick up their ass that will never come out. It's tone deaf to them, but everything is tone deaf to them.
1: Is is that the new definition of tone deaf just means a response that isn't what you want. Because <laughs> I don't think that's what tone deaf actually means. You know what I mean? Uh. But basically any response that isn't what capitulating to angry Twitter activists is now considered tone deaf, I guess, but yeah, I guess we're tone deaf. Yeah, we're pro- we're probably tone deaf too. Um. So anyway, I wanted to ask you then. Do you? So what do you think about like uh about like walkouts and those kind of employee protests? Do you think those kind of things are are effective? Do you think they have any well, kind of alternative?
2: I'm glad you asked. <laughs> just something else for me to rant about.
1: Yeah, get good, good rants out. Uh,
2: at you. well, I think it's kind of dumb. I think it just follows more of the mob mentality. It's like, I just don't think people can look at a situation in a nuanced way. They, I mean, the, I think I talked about this last week about Riot having their big walkout. And it just kind of makes me roll my eyes. It's just people, you know, I mean, they have pictures of this walkout, right? And they have uh-huh. like holding up signs of like Nerf male, Nerf male privilege, stuff like that. <laughs> they're holding up signs that say shit like that. It's like, fuck off. Yeah. Like you get paid to go outside and do nothing. It's like. I don't know, if Blizzard's listening, hire me. Do you need someone in localization or writing or (laughs) editing? I won't walk out and make you pay me for it, and I won't cry about dumb shit. Like, (laughs) it's just, I know why these people are doing it, right? They do it because they think it's the right thing to do. It makes them feel like good people that they're out protesting for the right thing. I think it's mostly a selfish thing, honestly. I think a lot of people do things that they think are altruistic, but they're actually doing it for their own image. If you looked at this, if you looked at the details of this case, and you saw that, if you saw that, like, this isn't how it is anymore, especially if you work at the company, and you've never seen these type of things happen, and now you're protesting, because somebody's talking about things that happened 10 to 15 years ago, now you're walking out, you've been working there for years, and you've never seen it happen there, like, what Mm -hmm. are you protesting? You're protesting the past? Like, it's done. The past is over, and... If that shit's not, if it's still not happening at the company, why are you protesting? And they went out there to protest against, you know, males, male privilege. And they're also asking for a union. So they're doing some things. They're, they're basically kicking the, kicking the, kicking the, not enemy, but they're kicking Blizzard while they're down. Hey, you guys are really hurting right now. You have a lot of bad light on you. Now let's ask for a bunch of shit as well. So our job is better. We get paid more, blah, blah, blah. We have we can form a union, like they're 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 doing all of this now while while they can. And yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily good.
1: Well, I think that's part of it, right? The spotlight's on them now, and whenever the spotlight's on the company, that's whenever and they're kind of forced by public opinion to, to actually to make changes when while the you know while the eyes on them. I, I think that's part of where that comes from. That's whenever you that's whenever employees can uh, try to get some change happening from the top down is is whenever there's actual pressure from the outside on it because otherwise nothing's probably going to really change and I was gonna say do you so do you think um, because I think they just walked out for one day right I don't think it was something they kept doing I think it was just one day and so I think maybe if that's the case then I think maybe for some employees it was just kind of like a show of support and solidarity and things like that maybe not everyone who walked out was actually is actually super like anti mail or something, nerfing mail privilege or anything, but uh, well,
2: yeah, I'm sure not all of them were, but there were multiple yeah. people holding up those signs. Uh, was it only one day? I thought it was maybe at least three days, but maybe you're right.
1: One article I, I read about it though, it talked about Wednesday and then it mentioned a Thursday, but it didn't say anything. But I didn't know if, it, if that was just a mistake or if it was actually multiple days. So, but anyway, from what I understand, it's not a full blown strike though either. So, you know, they're not taking it that far. At least I guess I could see a one day walkout to you know, drum up support and awareness and stuff, you know, while the spotlight's on. I can see that. Personally, that, that doesn't bother me so much. But uh
2: yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just people are too quick to react before they have the full story. And and they do it because they, look, they, they think that they're doing the right thing. And if if it's as simple as that, maybe it's not so bad. But, but like I said, I think a lot of this is to make themselves look like they care about the right thing. But if you're not informed mm-hmm. on what's going on, and you don't care like there's too many people protesting and speaking out on things who don't know what the fuck they're talking about uh-huh something else i was going to say there and uh, i lost it yeah you have to forgive me my i woke up with some kind of like my brain's been fuzzy because i think i have a fever i think i'm kind of sick so uh yeah i don't know do you have anything else to say about
1: fuzz brain
2: yeah i got a little fuzz brain um, hope it's not covid
1: yeah, so the main reason I bring up uh, Kodak's response is uh, he states his company has hired a big-time law firm, Wilmer Hale, Wilmer Hale, who has worked with companies against the formation of labor unions, and perhaps most glaringly has been working with Amazon to prevent its employees from unionizing. Uh, so on the surface, one might argue it appears Activision is rather than rather than actually working toward improving its employee treatment and practices, is actually seeking help with social and reputational damage control while merely expressing how much it cares and wants to work to justify, or I mean, to change industry culture. Uh, so public mistrust with the partnership with Wilmer Hale seems justified. Um I know you said yeah. kind of prior to recording that you don't know so much about unions. Um Yeah. But, but I mean, there's some unions
2: who aren't good and there are some unions who can hurt the company or the worker. I mean, yeah, it depends on which union it is. Um, there have been great unions in the past. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure if unions today are the same as the unions in the past. I know they tried to start a union for the voice actors for video games, right? I've heard mm-hmm. some prominent voice actors was. come out and mm-hmm. say say that they think that that's a bad idea. So it's not just like you hear union and you automatically think, oh, good. But you have to look into the complexities of what it's going to change in the industry. And if it really is good for the people in the company, like they should both, the company and the people should both kind of benefit, in my opinion, from a union. If it hurts one completely and helps another completely, then there's always gonna be like a fight there between the company and the workers, and you don't want that. I don't know, you wanna find some kind of compromise that it works for both people. Yeah, and I don't know, I don't. don't. I can't talk too much about the, what they're fighting for in the unions because I don't know exactly what they're asking for. Although I do have a question, what do you think of like the people who who went out on the walkout to protest? What do you think like whenever they go back into the office and they see their coworkers who didn't go out with them? Like, do you think it'll be like a bit of tension between them? You know what I mean? Like, is that does that make the office space weird?
1: Yeah, yeah, I could. I'm sure it does. I I have to imagine that there's anyone who maybe didn't walk out. They, they I'm sure they are getting some glares from people as they come back in. Because it's, yeah, that's not good because it's probably taken <laughs> as you know this is a, a show of support for you know your fellow employee and and by not walking out you're you know they, they would probably say that you're showing that you don't care whenever really it might might be more complicated than that it might be
2: I wouldn't walk out with them and it's because I don't agree but I think I could debate with them the I, I keep using the word nuance but I think I could debate with them the nuance of the situation and say hey I don't necessarily disagree with you completely but I don't agree with you completely either but I think that's why the activist mindset, especially nowadays... Well, maybe it, I think maybe it's probably always been like this, but it's very divisive. Where it's like, hey, if you're not, if you're not with us, you're against us. And t- to go back into your workplace and look at some of your colleagues and friends now as maybe even enemies is going to lead to some bad things, whether it's just relationships falling apart, uh, maybe even some people, I don't know, not getting promoted or not... Here, here's the thing. If I, if I was in charge of a company... And I saw people walking out for things that happened 10 years ago and overreacting and not doing their job for a few days and then, you know, blaming me for having white privilege or something. And if they were good at their job, but someone else was equally as good at their job, but they weren't as much of an activist, I would move up the other person. (laughs) I'm not going to move up the person who's going to cause more trouble for me and my company.
1: You know what I mean? That's part of the problem with the culture at this company favoritism only the only the males are getting ahead
2: but my favoritism that favoritism is based that's, that's on their favoritism it's a reaction to how they're <laughs> acting yeah if you want to make work political you got to understand there's going to be some repercussions for that mm-hmm.
1: yeah that makes sense in the worst case scenario a, a union can protect a potentially very very shitty and like the teacher's union a very shitty employee from uh, from dealing with any repercussions for their shittiness. Right.
2: Like the teachers union, they want to fire a bunch of teachers who suck, but they can't.
1: Mm-hmm. Generally, I think unions are a good thing. Uh, of course, again, in situations like that, nothing's black or white. There are situations where they can not be good. But, but generally, I think companies, especially companies like Amazon, things like that, that can just so easily kind of oppress the people at the bottom that do all the work, but don't really matter. I think Amazon the essential workers. I would, I would support a union for Amazon workers and things like that. I think, uh, you know, the power of collective bargaining, sometimes you, you are just a nameless, maybe not a nameless, but you're, you're an anonymous name on a sheet. You're a number. And these people up top don't see you as a person. And, and so sometimes it takes kind of, you know, the, the power of coming together and collective bargaining to remind these people that, you know, the, the people at the bottom of the chain are the ones that are keeping everything going. And, uh, and sometimes you, you got to give a little back. Show show a little respect to the people yeah. at the bottom, and not just treat them like total shit all the time. Like like you hear with the Amazon employees not being able to even like take restroom breaks and stuff because they're right. so busy and like pissing their pants and things. Yeah,
2: um, yeah. I've been saying for years. I think people, whenever a company becomes so big, I think people should be fighting for those jobs. Like I think McDonald's and Walmart and Amazon should be paying even their lowest skilled workers. They should be paying them really well. They should because that company has so much money.
1: Yes, I agree.
2: And uh and I just saw an interview I, well, I, I watched Timcast and I saw Papa John on there and he was talking about how oh, when he was in charge of the company, he gave all his workers bonuses and tried to really set a good standard for the company and, and there's not many owners like that. I know like Chick fil A, and he's Christian, and here's the thing is like uh in Chick fil A and In and Out, they take care of their workers too and they're huge companies and they pay well and I think they pay for some college tuition and stuff and I think they maybe even provide benefits, but the point is these all three of these places are Christian run places. And they all well Papa John's did before they kicked him out. They kicked him out and then they got rid of the bonuses for the workers and stuff. But these Christian run places that are huge Just bonuses went to Shaq. They try to they really try to take care of the workers and make them happy. And you can tell when you go there, the workers are happy. Every time I go to Chick fil A, they're pretty happy. And In N Out is the same thing. And it's because, from what I've heard, a manager at In-N-Out makes like over six digits a year. Shit. But at every In-N-Out here in California, though, if you go there, there's huge lines. Like they're so busy, it's crazy. Mm. But uh, yeah, and I'm, I, mean, I i mean, I—I would—I consider myself an atheist of sorts. But when you look at this pattern of like these people who are raised Christian, they take care of their workers better in a lot of cases. Uh, why do we get? Out, why why do we start talking about this? <laughs>
1: Oh, for unions and stuff. Unions and the the people at the top treating the people at the bottom with some decency.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I think that other companies like Walmart, McDonald's and stuff like that, they should pay their workers really well. And I think in California, Walmart did start doing that a few years ago. I I think they start people out there now at like $17 an hour here in California. So I know Walmart in California is not as bad as it is in some other states, I think. But yeah, I mean, if you're a big company and you put your money back into your workers... They're more encouraged to do a good job. They're happier. It all comes back to your company, even though, yeah, it's costing you more money, but it makes your company look better and run better Mm, and have morale and not have all this negative fucking news.
1: Yes. Yeah, employee morale is a big thing too. At my day job, I'm a a member of uh, our union and our union does a lot of good stuff. And the union generally, I mean, I can't speak for the real high up administrators, but it seems like the union has a pretty good relationship with the campus and the workers like kind of what you're saying where they are a good mediator where the union's kind of always been there so it's not necessarily a uh, well not traditionally a relationship of tension though with COVID and a lot of shit happening lately (laughs) it kind of has been hold on a second yeah Yeah. maybe okay Uh, of course lately with COVID happening they were looking to get rid of everybody they got rid of all the afternoon shifts just to save a couple of dollars. They made everyone go day shift, uh, which is like just making general goings-on on campus just like super disorganized. And morale is really low. They were trying to get rid of us for however many months. People aren't happy. No one gives a shit. Yeah, And, and it's just, uh, th- things are really bad. And so maybe there's some more tension with the union now. But I, I see a lot of people who are union due paying members are getting pissed that the union isn't doing enough for them. You know, so I mean, it's, complicated right. shit and it's different company to company but right is pe- it
2: kind of like people in charge of the union could be badly mishandling things or they could be corrupting themselves
1: it's possible yeah um unions have a uh, board of directors like any you know sort of organization or whatever so you have your president your vice president a secretary a treasurer all that shit and so any number of those people and, and especially with a, with this you know small town western pa a lot of people are related to or somehow know or went to school with maybe some of these administrators, you know, some of these union people. So whenever people know each other so well, maybe there is some more room for, you know, I don't want to say corruption cause it's not like big of a thing, no. but, but you know what I mean? Special like special treatment. Yeah. Like stuff like that. A little, like a little schmoozing, a little yeah. uh, like something rubbing, but, um, but I know I don't feel valued from the higher ups, at my day job and they they right. seem like pretty sleazy people and uh yeah and, and i and, and uh and i know that i'm mostly happy with how the union's been mediating this last year of bullshit but uh so i don't know i generally support unions i as far as the video games industry goes though to bring it back i don't i don't know how that would look because of course you know you have like this well, like the the screen actors guild and shit like that is i think a union or the screen writers guild and things like that yeah. and i I've, I've heard people professional working creative people say that they value it that they value their union but as far as it, yeah uh, like a like a, i don't know how a like in the video games industry would it be an industry wide union like that that protects everyone regardless of what company they actually work at or yeah how would that work like how would it even would work be... i don't know Cause that seems like the beat and there'd be a lot. And that, yeah. could, and that obviously could be very disruptive too, but I don't know disruptive in a good or bad way. I'm sure that, you know, the, mm-hmm. uh, the executives of these companies would tell you bad. And I'm sure a lot of the My, lower down employees would yeah, tell know. you good. Like, but so all
2: video game workers automatically, how, how would you even decide what's a video game worker? And cause I am technically, but would I be in that union? Like it's, I don't...
1: Yeah, do you, do you split up developers, writers, uh, artists? Yeah, like... I.
2: Or is it only for companies that make so much money per year? I don't know. My my initial reaction is it sounds like a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Knowing nothing about it, it sounds com- <laughs> like, how does that even work? And like, what exactly are you asking for? I mean, maybe we can take... If that information is out there, maybe we can look into it and make it a topic of the show. Because yeah. I don't think we, we don't know enough about it.
1: Right, 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 right. So last thing I'll say about unions is... They are generally going to do more to protect the individual employee lower on the ladder than, than an HR would. Usually human resources departments are there more to serve the company that they are under more than the actual employee. So I, so I don't know. I don't know. I Generally, again, I support unionization, but I don't know how that would even begin to work in the video games industry. So there we go. I guess we can move on to that. You want to talk about the Cosby suite?
0: Yeah,
2: my favorite suite.
1: As we transition to the uh, Cosby suite update, the Crosby suite update, uh, I wanted to note that last week we talked about Alex Afrasiabi, who was one of the ones in the, in the Cosby picture, and he was like yeah, one of the only people right. named in the lawsuit for being such a sleazeball-sounding kind of dude. But anyway, I had said that he left the company last year in June, but Blizzard has since said that now that he was fired. So I think they're they're just saying that to look better. I think they probably asked him to step down, and then he did. But now they're saying that it was a firing because it makes them look better or something. Maybe. Oh, that's just a year ago? Yeah.
2: So we don't know why?
1: Yeah, because everything I had read when this lawsuit was fresh was he stepped down last year. He left the company last year. But now, since this lawsuit came out, Blizzard made a statement like, no, no, we fired him. We shit-canned him for this stuff. I mean, they technically probably did, but it seemed like they weren't... They weren't as aggressive about it before. They kind of just let him leave and didn't say anything about it. And now right. they're now they're being like, "No, we got rid of him. See, we're we're doing what you want." So I, don't know, I just thought that was interesting to note. Yeah, how that you want to talk up. about the how Cosby that, picture and yes. So anyway, speaking of afrasiabi and the Cosby Crosby Suite, Bill Cosby now now free rapist Bill Cosby, and not the captain for the Pittsburgh Penguins, Sidney Crosby.
2: Man, I can't believe they let him out.
1: I know it's so weird. I read that and I was like,
2: "What the fuck?"
1: So, <laughs> some kind of technicality i guess right some kind of court shit
2: yeah he lied about something in court
1: Boy. anyway um so we were talking off air when we heard about this because everyone was like oh see the cosby suite there's this misogynistic culture of you know assault and stuff against women they even deify, might be a strong word but they even you know look up to bill cosby and stuff that's how deeply sown this this culture goes at this uh company and so and so right. we so we were talking off air that well When did it actually become popular that all these allegations against Cosby become popular? Because the the BlizzCon Cosby suite photo going around was taken taken at BlizzCon 2013.
2: Yeah. So what happened was Kotaku dug through, uh, I don't know, Blizzard's social media or whatever and found this old picture from 2013 of a bunch of people who worked for Blizzard sitting around holding up a big picture of Bill Cosby and laughing. So that's where this picture came from. And yeah, like you were saying, we were like, "Well, when? What? When was that picture from?" And I was like, "Oh, it's from 2013." Okay, well, when did everyone find out about all these uh, like litigations against Bill Cosby? It was like between one and two years after that picture was taken.
1: Okay, yeah. So I have a I have a little timeline here, I'll break it down real quick. So yes, so Cosby's rapey nature it wasn't really more widely known until 2014. So a year after that photo because and I didn't know this until I doing research but so apparently this came to light whenever because Hannibal Burris was doing a stand-up bit about Cosby and his misconduct and so I guess that's kind of what turned like more attention to it so yeah. so again that was 2014 but it actually goes back and it started in January of 2005 when a former Temple University employee uh, Andrea Constand filed a police report alleging Cosby had assaulted her in the early months of 2004 uh, and then the following month, another woman came forward having heard of the public police investigation against Cosby in light of her report. And so this other woman says Cosby had assaulted her in the 70s. So the first police report filed against him was in 2005. But Yeah,
2: I know for, for me personally, I didn't hear about it until 2014 or 2015. Yeah, me too. And then when I heard about it, it blew my mind. I was like, really? So Cosby has raped like 40 people? And I've never heard about this. This shit yeah. is crazy. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, I initially could believe statements from guys like uh, like Greg Street, who was, uh, I think he was one of the guys in that picture. He's a former Blizz dev. He now works at Riot. I don't know. So for me, that, that defense is kind of falling apart. That Because uh, in a statement, he said that, you know, he didn't have any knowledge or experience with any misconduct happening. And he says he thought the Cosby suite was just a fun comparison of Cosby's silly sweaters to the uh, like ugly carpeting in the room or something. Right. Uh, is is what their defense kind of was. Have um, you seen
2: a picture of the carpeting?
1: No, I have not. Uh Me neither. So if we can look that up. So that All right, you talk. Yeah, so then he just said that the suite was like a green room where the boys would fall back and hang out and do some boozing um when you know, when they needed a break from doing Blizzcon things. So so I'm now like the Cole Phelps meme and I'm pressing X to doubt because uh that kind of you know, I, I I could accept that, but now it seems more and more to me that it it probably did maybe have something to do with Cosby being rapey, even though, even though we didn't know about it at the time, it seems like there was knowledge out there. Maybe they could have known. It seems like a stretch to uh just, just, for a fun silly sweater comparing it to a carpet to take a giant portrait of him with you to a. <laughs> so, I don't know. What?
2: None of these guys are being accused of raping anybody, right? No,
1: right, right, right just being just i don't being, know I mean, just being gropey and saying shitty things and
2: bill cosby's a joke like now he's a different now he's a dark joke but right before all these allegations came out uh he was still a joke you know like people <laughs> would make fun of him just like he released that espn video where he just mumbles a bunch of weird Words together, and you're like, he making car sounds. Two, five,
1: or six. I think about that all the time. I still think about it. Me too. That. It's. I look it up. I think I looked it up after this shit came up because it's so funny. Maybe you can play it. Chitlin' for wings. The show. Yeah, yeah. I'll throw. I'll throw a clip in there. It's better than me doing it. Uh, uh, yeah. Chit- chitlin' wings. So,
2: back then he was just a joke. So I, I, I have a very hard time believing all of these guys are like, yeah, let's take a picture with this crazy rapist and all and put it on the internet and laugh about it i right i highly doubt that that's what happened Mm -hmm.
1: no i don't doubt that it was just a funny joke but i don't think denying that it had nothing to do with cosby being slightly rapey you know i think that was there for them that that was just but that was just part of their joke yes so i don't i don't think that it was just because of the sweater looked like the carpet but i also don't yeah i mean it's also not it is just a joke it's obviously they were just having fun not whether that's a appropriate way to do it or not whatever because also you you had mentioned the uh the message thread the social media thread that came out with the picture where they're all talking about like getting getting ladies up to the room and stuff but uh right but again i mean i don't know is it too much to say boys will be boys
2: uh (laughs) 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 was that was that a work thread or a personal thread
1: uh it was it was on some guys like personal social media i think and they were all just like commenting on it so it was a, it was if a, it's it was outside a, of work it was a public I think it's message board, but it wasn't I mean, work related, yes. Yeah.
2: So it was all fine until the one dude said, Hey, you misspelled fuck yes. instead of Mary. Uh huh. But I, I have friends who would say that as a joke. Right. And they're not rapey. They're not rapey at all. But that would be that would be a joke that they would make. So yeah, if it's outside of work hours and it's not a work if it's not a work social media app, I don't give a shit what you're saying. I mean I don't think that's that bad. If it's not if it's not in a work context, I don't think it's that bad. Although are, what, are they talking about a work party though? Is that what that stream is a that text that stream is about?
1: Yeah, that uh that was a part of the them going to BlizzCon and having the Cosby suite in their hotel room at BlizzCon. Yeah. And pick, picking yeah, girls so up at the then. picking up like well, girls at the convention and taking them back to the suite, yeah, to to party and stuff. Yeah.
2: And again it was only the one dude who said something like really that offensive. Yeah, right. And of course, yeah, some dudes are gonna make more offensive jokes than others. Yeah, it's not a joke I would make about, especially about work colleagues, or pretty much about anyone.
1: <laughs> yes, it is very inappropriate, but it's not like. But
2: yeah, boys it's, will be boys, it's and
1: that's not heinous. Like, it's not. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it's not truly predatory. I don't, I don't think it's just.
2: No, I just, don't think it is either. I think it's absurd that nowadays people have to, they have to walk on eggshells outside of work, like they can't speak their true opinions or true joke. They can't have any, like, they can't have fun in the way they want to have fun even if it's a more offensive to some people or more more uh, of an adult joke like that. Mm-hmm. Like, people can't joke around outside of work for fear of losing their job at work. And I think that's a problem. It's a problem if, if people can't be themselves and can't be real people outside of work I... then what, what, what... Do you expect everyone to just be Kind of like robots. Like we should, should we all just wear like, should we all just wear u- the same uniforms and make sure that we have notes that says what we're allowed to say and think, so we're all exactly <laughs> the same and no one is ever offended ever.
1: Uh uh-huh. Like, and it's harder than ever because everyone has a microphone and a camera in their pocket now. So, right. Uh, you have people out there so, who, yeah. who who are looking to but, catch people doing something that they don't like. You know.
2: Yeah. So yeah, look, I, I do think that it's. I can see why people would be offended that they're talking about. Trying to get their work colleagues up to their room during a, during a BlizzCon, <laughs> uh-huh.
1: maybe not. I can see not just colleagues, why think that even, would be offensive. Of mm-hmm. course, I think even just but again, it is outside of work, and well. it is,
2: it's not, it's yeah. offensive. But I, I wouldn't say anyone should necessarily lose their job over it. But maybe that sounds extreme to a lot of people that I I don't see it as super harmful. That boys are going to be boys, mm-hmm. um, especially again, like we said, it was only like the one dude who really. Said you misspelled fuck like he. You really shouldn't have said. You really shouldn't have said that. No,
1: definitely not. Um, but saying hey,
2: you can't. But like the other guy is being more innocent. Like hey, you can't marry all the girls. You know, it's like it's almost right. like a dad joke or something. It's until like yeah. one dude chimed in.
1: <laughs> you misspelled fuck, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I even looked on. I don't know. What, what what do you think about these guys making statements? Because like I said, the the Greg Street, the guy who works at Riot now, he he made a statement like oh hey, this is troubling but here it is you know and he said that's not what it was and then so then all the i mean not all but from the several tweet replies that i scrolled through it was all just people again dogpiling on this guy and shitting on him and saying like how oh could, yeah i saw that how can you yeah. even, how could you even say that like you clearly saw that these things were going on and you did nothing you need to be better and All these people just <laughs> sitting in their bases yeah. doing nothing telling him he needs to be better be a better person <laughs> you know and it's just like, holy shit, like, this guy yeah. probably shouldn't have even said anything. I mean, it's kind of, I think it's kind of brave of him that he did. And, and maybe he was kind of looking to, maybe he felt that he that's, had to as he's now working a riot. But
2: Yeah, well, that's his truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your truth. What about my truth? Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. like, these people, these people know nothing backs. about anything,
2: but they feel like they have the right to totally shit on somebody and try and take their livelihoods away. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. what he's saying is the truth. Maybe he didn't see caught up. Like I said, I have some friends who would say stuff like that, more like, uh, and more aggressive jokes like that. But and those friends, they're not rapey at all. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah, it's just like it's just kind of like a dude thing. But here's the thing: like, oh my god, I guarantee you, there is plenty of women who say perverted shit. I've seen it myself. I've known girls who say very perverted things, and mm-hmm. they act just like dudes. It's just i think i said this last week it's like if a girl finds out guys are talking about her like that a lot of girls will be like oh what no that's not proper I, i'm not like that i'm not a slut or something but if like a girl is like oh man i'd fuck that guy and a guy hears about it <laughs> he's gonna be like oh sweet yeah i'll fuck that girl <laughs> yeah
1: don't tell her that i will so like the gr- tell her that I the guys might. aren't
2: gonna be offended so you don't hear about it as often
1: right yeah that's i can't disagree with that idea all right, you want to move on to talk about Fran a little bit and then get out of this? I don't know.
2: I want to keep talking about this work culture stuff.
1: Well, we're on, yeah, we can uh, do- I,
2: No, I think I think I'm coming off as way, way on the wrong side of this.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think. I like, think it's clear that we're uh, kind of just having fun.
2: Yeah, no. Look, I agree about the offensiveness, but I don't agree with the outcome of what these people want, which I think is, like, for these people to lose their jobs and for, like, all men to be removed from their positions and replaced with women as if that's going to fix anything. Mm -hmm. So it's it's like, look, I'm on your side a little bit, but I'm not fully on your side of the outrage mob. But like we talked, like we said earlier, if you're not fully on their side, then you're not on their side at all. So Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I'm just saying what I want. And uh, if you want to be mad at me, go ahead. My my entire life has been people being mad at me for my opinions, (laughs) my political and religious opinions. And social issue opinions, so uh, that's just how it's going to be until I'm dead.
1: <laughs> Jolly Jelly Media Gmail com. Soon. Email us. We need some feedback. We want to we wanna get some listener feedback in these episodes. You got to start emailing us. <laughs> I, I have like twelve emails. We know from there's one ten of you listening. <laughs> yeah. Send an email. I have the fucking numbers. I can see that I have twelve <laughs> unique listens out there. God yeah, you damn can't it. fucking
2: lie to us. <laughs> Send a goddamn email.
1: <laughs> yes. So to. Uh, wrap up the activision update for this week then we're going to come back to fran townsend we josh read a section of her statement um at the top of this conversation and so yeah at the time of this recording she is still at blizzard though as i mentioned previous previously she has stepped down from her leadership role in the company's women's group she has also she has been under fire for her responses to the lawsuit calling it meritless which Kodak had said was part of the tone deaf responses that he had seen but we talked about that already Yeah, so I think Fran Townsend sees the situation. Uh, She's choosing to respond maybe in a bit of a hostile manner as she shared an Atlantic article on Twitter that looked at the case of a Yale Law School professor and writer named Amy Chua. Uh, She wrote a book about uh, the tiger mom, I think it was called. I don't know if you remember when that was kind of popular a few few years ago. Um, So this article talks about Amy Chua and how her life and the lives of two students that she was maybe mentoring. Uh, were affected after a friend of one of the aforementioned students outed Chua for hosting his friend and the second mentoree at her off-campus home, which was something that she was apparently forbidden from doing by the law school itself, having previously been accused of hosting parties for students. And then also her husband, who was another law professor there at Yale, uh, he faced some alleg- allegations of like sexual misconduct with students as well at one point. And so... Are you
2: saying... Are you saying that the tiger mom had sex with people?
1: So that's that's part of what people want to insinuate was going on, and so oh, no, but we don't know. I was quick. I, I read over that quickly, but I'll, I'll try to explain it a little more clearly. So the point of this article, which was titled, it's titled something about the problem with whistleblowing, and the point and the point of the article was that this friend, this friend of the two mentorees of Amy Chua's he took it upon himself to like build all this evidence um and like save text messages record conversations unknowingly to other people to to turn into the dean um of the school to get them and Amy Chua in trouble because she's known to mentor students her and her husband would have students over to their home off campus like regularly to the point where the school had to step in and say hey you can't do that anymore like you just you can't have students at your own home, you know, so much. Because she, right. she, she got in trouble for apparently hosting parties. So all that was known. Okay. So since these two kids that she was mentoring, they're not named in the article or whatever, but since they had apparently been going over to her house for like to talk over whatever it was they were talking over, again, just mentorship things, it sounds like she was just being a good professor and trying to help out some students. So this friend of the mentoree kids said, like, oh, well... They're going over there. They're not allowed to go over there um, because not only that, but the allegations that had come out against her husband, which they denied all all of this. So there was a culture on campus where it's like this lady and her husband are, are doing inappropriate things and that by these two kids that she was mentoring going there, that they were like a part of the problem. And so this kid turned them in. Like he, he whistle blew this whole situation, but it turns out he was wrong. They weren't going over to party. They were just going over <laughs> to be mentored it was a completely innocent thing. And so the point of the article was how her life and the, and the lives of these students were very, very negatively impacted by what this other student thought. He thought he was doing the right thing. He thought he was whistleblowing. He thought he was right. blowing the lid on this misconduct that was going on. Was, no, he was just wrong. And it just, so everyone jumped on it anyway. So I, I thought it all makes sense. So, so the supposed friend built this case. He turned it into Dean Heather Gherkin. 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 And so the article alleges then that Gherkin and other school officials, as well as news media people and even fellow students, were pressuring the two mentoree kids to admit that Chua and her husband were essentially grooming them or trying to use them to some inappropriate end.
2: Yeah, or jerking the Gherkin.
1: Jerking the Gherkin. Yeah. <laughs> and so, while, yeah, so like I said, the title of the article mentions the problem of whistleblowing. That article headline sounds a bit sensational, but. What the article, the article isn't saying at all that whistleblowing across the board is wrong. It's simply looking at one specific case where the whistleblowing was fundamentally inaccurate and it only negatively impacted the lives of the people that wrongfully accused of misconduct.
2: Yeah. So that's,
1: that's Huh. so yeah, so that, that was the whole point of the, art, uh, the article anyway. I didn't want to like, I probably didn't explain it, the actual content of the article very clearly, But but that's the gist of it anyway
2: i i understood it eventually okay i think you did fine okay
1: so that's it
2: yeah that is that is a problem that's that's what i'm saying about these activists who want to find something wrong in everything even whenever nothing is wrong i'm not saying that the, that the blizzard things has zero things wrong i'm sure there are some things in there that are true mm-hmm. but uh you also have to realize these girls that are being talked to by the defa de is it different de DeFA: de-f-a? De eh?
1: the d-f-e-h Deepa? the lawyer
2: is talking to these girls or whatever or other people they're trying to make this sound as bad as possible yeah they're like a really bad therapist trying to implant the worst worst memories that they can what happened to you at this company how bad was it oh they did this oh that's really bad what else can you tell us like they're
1: trying to make everything sound as worse as bad as
2: it can
1: did your father used to make you sit on your uncle's lap right <laughs> at the card games are you sure no, I don't think so. I I don't know. Sounds like he probably <laughs> did. No, no. Sorry, yeah, sorry. I make a stupid joke, but yeah. Right. So Fran tweeted this article. I think as as a kind of retaliation or as a kind of just you know to fight back a little bit because in in that Washington Post article she says she also says her early responses were more legal and PR guided than her real voice and that it it got away from her. But I don't think that's necessarily true because it's it seems like she shared that article because well, after she shared that that article about um Amy Chua and whistleblowing obviously everyone started instantly shitting on her and so she started blocking uh news journalists on Twitter she started blocking even her own like disgruntled Activision Blizzard em- employees that were yeah. tweeting things at her she started deleting them too and eventually she or blocking them too and then eventually she deleted Twitter entirely Yeah, so, that was
2: her own that was her own personal account right not like the company right. account
1: yes so yeah, so So again, I just don't think that... I don't think she's being tone-deaf. I think she knows exactly what she's doing, and I think she's just mad about it. So I don't know... Yeah, it I? I don't know how apt the comparison between the Amy Chua thing and then Activision is, you know, but... Uh, yeah, it's, not
2: exact, it's not exactly the same, for sure, but I understand what she's trying to say. I get her point, yeah. Because uh, it is true that some of that, the Activision lawsuit is wrong and over-exaggerated, overblown... I guarantee you, a lot of it is like we talked about last week. But that doesn't mean that all all of it is. Some of this stuff needs looked into. I, I don't know if it, it sounds like she's really standing up for her company. Yeah. And then she has to step down because she's tone tone deaf. Yeah. She's not really tone deaf, but right Yeah. yeah. So. It seems like hey, if you it seems like she really stands up for her company if she believes in the company. So I don't know. She doesn't seem like a bad person to me. I kind of like her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Too. Um. I don't have her name up right now but I, I we still haven't heard anything about the chief people officer no one's talking about her yet oh yeah <laughs> and her role in all this right so that's, that's that's funny but um yeah so that's that's pretty much it. did you have anything else to say about fran or uh or problem with whistleblowing i think we pretty much covered it
2: i don't know i've already said everything yeah okay a couple of times about my opinions on people speaking up and pretending like they know all of the information when they don't know and then they just make things worse for everyone because they're in some kind of like search of proving to themselves that they're some kind of good human being. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's too bad. Yeah. It's too bad there are too many people like that.
1: Yep. And that was essentially the gist of the, of of that um Atlantic article that she shared and um I don't think anyone's really saying that. Everyone sees that she shared an article called The Problem with Whistleblowing at a time that she probably shouldn't have, but, but when you actually read the article and, and glean what the point of it is, it's really not like we like we just talked out. It's really not Maybe damning is it, people might want to look at, yeah. to make it look like because yeah, I think she's just I mean, defending the company. Right? So.
2: Yeah, like I said though, people don't care. It, it could make a good point and it could be super intelligent, but people don't understand that. They don't care. Mm-hmm. It's just hey, we're complaining about all of the toxic males, and if you're not complaining with us, then fuck off. Fuck That's, you. that's their whole mindset, mm-hmm. and that's that's it.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, they they get they get violent quick. Okay, so boy oh. Boy, oh, boy. Um. Uh, okay, so, yeah, to wrap up then, this uh, Activision Blizzard update, there are more lawsuits popping up. Uh, one of them is from shareholders who are suing the company for allegedly failing to notify them of DFA's investigation, and so they seek damages for the financial consequences the suit has had on their stock prices and shit. Huh. So, um, yeah, between the last couple episodes here, I think we've really broken everything down pretty good, and... Uh, did, we, that's a lot did of, we sound like idiots? I don't I'm know. I'm really not sure. I don't know. We <laughs> don't sound as stupid as a lot of people on the internet, I don't think.
2: No, that's true. That's a, that's <laughs> a, a silver lining. Does that make sense? It's a yeah. silver lining. We're not so, as stupid as most. Silver linings. But we're still pretty fucking stupid.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, for the love of shit, let's talk about something more fun, huh?
2: I know you wanted to talk about Game of the Year stuff from like 2018 to 2020, but uh, I think we've already went we probably we probably already went pretty long so maybe just what we're currently playing and yeah that's what save I'm thinking. The other stuff for Yeah, so I'll for t- uh, some other podcast.
1: Yeah, so um yeah, we'll we'll talk about what we're playing which we'll keep a brief. Um the last couple of episodes of the show have been really long and we're trying to go a little easier on me as far as the editing process goes and try to keep a couple a little shorter here. You know, we've, we've been pretty heavy topics the last couple of weeks so um we were thinking we wanted to do something a little light and something a little more fun and so i had the idea that it would be fun for umni and i to uh, take a look back the last several years and talk about what our games of the year were and it also gives you the listener more knowledge and understanding of our preferences as the elite gamers that we are that you may hopefully connect with us and trust us as commentators uh and again whether you agree or not please give us feedback on anything the show our opinions what we play what you might want us to play whatever email us at jollyjellymedia at gmail.com so so we'll we'll kick that head the next week we might just do it all as one segment we might do like a couple years at a time or something over the course of a couple episodes but we'll see but I'm thinking we want to go back to the year 2018 and move forward uh, talk about our games of the year that year and then into 2019. Why, why
2: start Why start there? I just go back farther?
1: I don't know. Just because it seemed like it was recent enough to be relevant, but also far Maybe enough. like
2: at the end of every episode, we can just like do a year. That's actually really just cool. Just pick a year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Because yeah, I was we can thinking- go, We
2: can go all the way back to the 90s. Who gives a fuck?
1: Yeah. Okay. So for the sake of, of the listener, we'll, we'll do 2018 to modern day and catch up. Just so Just so the listener can get caught up with- the kind of things that we like and play a little a little more you know make up for a couple years of not having a show and then and then then we can go back to like shit i don't know 91 when i was born was my game of the year that year i don't know yeah so if that sounds at all interesting to you listeners stay tuned we'll carry that forward so uh i've been i've still been playing kingdom come deliverance uh just didn't really get to play most of the week I, i put a lot of hours in last couple nights and then today I, I played a lot too so i'm getting farther things are really picking up i'm still just as hooked to it as i was it's really really fun i didn't mention though one one really neat thing is uh to save the game you need you can't just quick save whenever you want unless you have a certain schnapps an ink and ribbon and it's called savior schnapps <laughs> like nice <laughs> like savior like christ because like in, in in these medieval times that the game takes place in you know Obviously Christianity's huge. Everyone's like, because the game even like, you can go through the lore and it says like, oh, like everyone would have been super Christian. That's just the way you know, the church was huge, blah blah blah. And so yeah, you All need. Right. And also under skills, there's there's just a drinking skill tree, which I love. And so oh, that's hilarious. And so yeah, so anyway, it's just funny that you need Savior Schnapps to quick save. Uh, otherwise, I, it's pretty good. I mean, if you're out adventuring, it's not gonna give you a save unless you maybe like find somewhere to sleep. But uh, but if you're in town. Like every time you accept a quest or something, it'll it'll auto So it's so it's pretty good oh, with okay. that. So it's not it's not like uh, it's not like cruel with uh, needing to save your schnapps. Like y- you can find them Eat. all over the place pretty easily, you know.
2: All oh, right, yeah, that's what I was going to ask if if they were hard to find, but that's good.
1: So it's funny, like with the drinking as a skill, and then having to the drink to save the game. Uh, you know, if if I were younger playing this when I had less self control, this game would this game would make me want to drink all the time. <laughs> because like when i used to play the witcher 3 uh, i would always i, I would have, have like a variety pack of dark beers and like, <laughs> like like red and stouts and then like every time like Geralt in game i would drink like a redanian red like all right i'm gonna drink a red beer willem oh, i am with you or if i was drinking Are like a, a, a cadwenian stout it's like all right i'm gonna drink a stout in real life too and, <laughs> and it was like i was drinking with Geralt and the boys all the time i played a lot of that game kind of drunk
2: <laughs> yeah and every time he did like a little skippy spin slash you would do a shot
0: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh shit yeah it's really
2: funny how the combat in that game is I want to, I almost want to say it's bad because it's just kind of like one button that does the same three hits over and over right yeah kind of but it never bothered me through like hundreds of hours of gameplay
1: <laughs> no I loved it it didn't bother I heard okay. a lot of people criticize the combat but it, I thought it was fine too oh, well I played above normal too and then I I used the spells yeah, a lot too. and so whenever you have to also use the spells and you're kind of you're not just doing melee. Like, you're not just doing the sword play. You're also, like, setting traps and kind of, like, dancing around. And, like, you know, it adds a little bit more strategy and it makes it a little bit more fun right. than, than just swinging it, you know, just spamming square or whatever, so.
2: Yeah, I had to play that game above normal because the health was too easy. It was too easy to get your health back. Did it naturally regenerate or did you just get it every time you slept? Or, oh, no, you could get you could just rest and get your health back, right?
1: Yeah, I think you just, yeah. You just... Yeah, because so the on hard difficulty you, made that. You couldn't do that. Yes, yeah.
2: Yeah, so I had to play it on hard because I was like, what? It's just too easy to get my health back whenever I want, just rest whenever I want, Mm -hmm. it felt too easy to me. But then I learned the skill, like, there was, like, a skill that when you eat any food, it just keeps regenerating your health over, like, 30 seconds. So then I just learned that, and then I was fine anyway.
1: Yep. Yeah, so the uh, Elder Scrolls comparisons obviously continue for me, just, like, the kind of, like, minstrel, old-timey music, like, as you're moving the cursor around the world map looking for your next quest objective and it's nice little like calm fluty, looty music and you know it just it feels very much like an oblivion or something like that but uh, the quests are a lot cooler and like the social stuff is a lot cooler so without really spoiling anything like i'm working for this for this like little town and the bailiff of the town so the game starts off you're in this village you know just like every fucking fantasy game starts off or any fantasy thing period starts off some bandits come in they murder everybody, they rape your entire village, you get displaced, and that's how the game starts. So just like Fable, just like whatever, (laughs) same old shit. So anyway, so now all the refugees, all the survivors from your town fled to this neighboring town. And so just, you know, because you're the protagonist of the game, you do important things. And so again, I'm working with the bailiff. And so he trusted me with this duty to go to the refugees from my town, find out who wants to like do some hard labor and like get these people working a little bit. So they're not just like laying around begging all the time which is which is really cool so so um so there's only there's only a couple water carrying jobs i can give out and then there's like i need to pick someone to shovel shit and then i need someone to like be a housekeeper and but there's a bunch of people that are looking for work and so right before we jumped on the mics here i I was going around and talking to all these people and figuring out like uh what did you do before how hard off are you right now and then there's an option for like and if I do put in a good word for you to get hired with the bailiff, what do you give me? And so you can do uh, that with everybody too. It's just, it's a really, really cool mission. I can't wait to finish it because I, I, I had to like, I have to pick just a few of these, all these desperate people who are looking for work too. And then I had to assign them these jobs. So I did talk one guy into taking the, the shit shoveling job. Cause everyone's like, I'm not doing that. That job doesn't benefit a good Christian.
2: Oh, come on. There's nothing wrong with a little shit shoveling. No, my girlfriend Apparently has horses is. and I shovel shit sometimes. And uh, it's very humbling. Uh-huh. And uh, she finds it meditative, actually, to shovel shit. She <laughs> says, for her, shoveling shit is like me being in, like, well, I, whenever I'm in the shower, that's whenever my brain works the best. And for her, it's shoveling shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: that's when she has all her ideas. I'm serious.
1: Yeah. Uh huh. But that's just cool. Apparently, that's historically, like, historically accurate because, like, I'm, I'm blanking on the term for the person that does this job, but the person, I guess, that traditionally did this job was the executioner's apprentice. Because the executioner is already doing the, the ugly, shitty work of putting people to death.
2: Wow, what a cool job title! The executioner's apprentice. Yes, that's awesome. That should be a band name or something.
1: Yeah, and then because then all they do is sh- shovel shit. So <laughs> like, it's all kind of layers of like super heavy cool stuff. Uh uh-huh. So even for these like super desperate, like dregs, bottom of society, like displaced refugees, people like they're still too proud to do this job. Yeah, it's just it's really cool But I, I did talk one guy in, in the taking He's like, well You know, if the Lord's Open the mines back up again After all this shit settles down I want to go back to the mines If people know I'm a shit shoveler They're not going to let me Go back to the mines You know, like sh- like shit like that <laughs> and it's like, man This game is so cool Is that real? <laughs> yeah, app- yeah, apparently I mean, I don't know why Can't can but... be
2: a miner Because you shoveled shit?
1: I, apparently I don't know.
2: Why do they frown so much On shit shoveling?
1: According to this guy I don't know It was just a, a Dirty, un-Christian thing to do From what the dialogue From what people are Explaining it to wow. me The only guy who was was slightly into the idea was the guy who used to own the mine and and he was the administrator (laughs) (laughs) because it's like, well, the bailiff says he'll pay double, you know. (laughs) He'll pay two coins for the shit shoveling compared to only one coin per whatever for the the water bucket. So he's like, oh, double.
0: Mm -hmm. You should do
1: the whole podcast with that voice. (laughs) Cockney accent. Do the entire podcast speaking like Henry from Kingdom Come Deliverance. Oh, hello, it's me, Henry.
2: No, I guess that's not Cockney. Cockney's way harder to understand.
1: Yeah, for a for a poor blacksmith boy from a small poor village, he he speaks pretty eloquently, really. <laughs> but yeah, no. So it's, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, one of the things I need to do is I have like 20 books that I've stolen that are in like my chest at my house, but I can't read yet because that's that's realistic. <laughs> like like no one can read because it says like oh like realistically well, that's, that's like awesome. nobody would be able to read. So. I do have a side quest to go to a a city I haven't been to yet and find the scribe and then try to and then start learning to read from him. So I haven't done that yet, but
2: so when you open the books, is it all just scrambled letters or something?
1: Yeah, it jumbles the letters up, but it, the words are still there, so you can make it out. It's just the letters are jumbled up. Oh, okay. So That's pretty awesome. But so I assume. I to play this. Yeah, so I assume once I can read these books, will give me like skill skills like Elder Scrolls. I would assume. Yeah. So that's where I'm at right now. That's your update.
2: And and how many old whores have you slept with?
1: <laughs> I've slept with one young one. That old whore <laughs> that old whore, um, I took the video of she wants me to she gave me a quest because she actually banged who she describes as an old granddad. And then the old granddad's not paying her. He's 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 like, he's telling me he doesn't know me. He's not paying me. He's like, I want you to go wow. pick pickpocket my money from him. So that's what, what the old whore wants. Shit. Yeah, the old whore wants me to get her money back. So, I'm going to do that for her, but yeah, it's, it's a great game. It's really really fun. Yep. So, highly 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 recommend it. It's really it's my perfect kind of game, really. I I think once I think about it like as far as something that I want to sit down and really get immersed in and just play for hours and hours and hours and not want to yeah. put, and not want to put down and then even when I do put it down, just want to go back. It's it's hitting all the right spots for me right now, so. You said you've been playing the new uh, Hearthstone expansion?
2: Yeah, back to Blizzard.
1: Activision Blizzard uh holdout. Shill. <laughs> women hater.
2: Uh yeah, since I since I really, really, really hate women, <laughs> I've been playing Hearthstone twice as much as usual. <laughs> yeah, this new expansion came out. I've been playing it pretty hardcore the past three days. It's uh I don't like it as much as the past two expansions. I think the past two expansions added some really neat cards and like ways to play. And this one seems to have made it so people can win a round before round 10 and if it even goes to round 10 they can pretty much just do 30 damage to your health and you're just fucking dead Oh jeez! <laughs> like i'm sitting there playing it with my own deck because i like creating my own decks i don't really like going to the uh best hearthstone decks.org or whatever the fuck it is and yep. copying everyone else i like to try and be a little bit original yep and i have played up to gold i made it up to gold 5 within a couple of days of my own deck which is any hardcore per, hard, hardcore Hearthstone person will tell you that's jack shit but it's like halfway up to like Legendary or whatever that main ranking is but yeah the main thing that they added in, in the Hearthstone expansion is do you remember the quests? I know you haven't played in a couple of years but did you play whenever they had quests? Like you played a one card it would cost one and it activated a quest
1: Oh, yes. and once you
2: completed the quest you would get something.
1: I think it was around when I stopped but I do remember that yeah
2: so they brought that back only it's a string of quests it's like three quest lines in a row so for the mage it's like the play one of each spell so you also don't know this they labeled the spells so there are there are still spells but now there are arcane frost fire spells like they there are different okay. labels for each spell, categories for each spell so like for instance the mage has one where it's like play one of each spell and then when you do that you draw a spell and you do that three times in a row and then you get this minion, a five cost minion, five cost, seven health, seven damage minion that uh, makes it so all of your spells for the rest of the game have plus three damage. I said, Ooh. So then, because they, they also gave the mage these fire spells, I think it's like a two cost spell that does two damage. And once you use it, the spell gets shuffled back into your deck and, does, and then and then does one more damage than before. Holy Christ. So basically the mage cannot run out of spells anymore. Like. She can't run out of cards because it'll just keep getting shuffled back in, Mm -hmm. re-pulled, reused for one higher damage, plus the plus three damage.
1: Right. So just have all, like, cheap one-cost spells that do, like, a damage and then just buff them up to do five damage instead of one and then they still only cost one or whatever. Yeah, okay.
2: And the mage has six different cards that draw cards. So she just keeps drawing the card back out. She runs out of cards real quick, keeps drawing that card. Now it does five damage. Now it does seven. This time it does eight. Jesus Christ. And then you know the, the normal four-cost fireball now does nine damage, so they can take thirty of your health away in one or two turns once they're out of cards, pretty much. And yeah. they can run out of cards by like turn seven.
1: Jesus Christ!
2: So there's a few different quest lines that are kind of like that, where it just gives people way these huge, huge buffs way too early in the game, in my opinion. Yeah. There's like a the warlock one. Once you finish the quest line for the Warlock, you get a 5 cost 7-7. Seven, seven. That makes it so all the damage you take on your turn, your opponent takes it instead. Jeez. Now, whenever you draw cards, it damages your opponent. And then whenever wow. you're out of cards, it damages the opponent. So the, the Warlock would just run out of cards, have these cards that draw more cards, like draw three cards. Then you're taking 5 damage, 6 damage, 7 damage Jeez. in a row because they're out of cards. And it's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, that sounds like too it's much. It's just like... I miss, okay, so I I miss the standard days where it was much more like chess and it was real slow and methodical and you really had to think. And now it's just like, hey, you're really powerful, really quick. Good luck. Mm-hmm. We'll see who draws the best cards first. They did re-add classic mode, so I could go back and play classic with some new cards and, and play more of like a mm. thought out, slow paced, like, more like a chess-like game. Yeah. But then it's like I buy all these new cards. I want to use them. Right. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I've been using this, I've been using a, a Warlock deck of my own, where I, there's like this one cost spell that will burn the top three cards of your deck and their deck. So my goal is to burn the cards that they need most so that they can't use them, along with a bunch of other shit. I don't want to go over my whole deck here. I'm sure it's boring, but uh, it's been pretty effective for against most decks. I'm surprised. Um, there are still some decks that destroy me, but I've been able to handle most of them pretty well. But overall, I am not that happy with this expansion. I mean, here's the thing. Any any expansion that gives me a reason to play new ways and to rethink how to create decks, I get a lot of value out of because I'll, sometimes I'll, I will literally lose sleep <laughs> thinking of what cards, what like what, what two cards can I change in my deck to make it better? <laughs> and then I'll wake up like three in the morning, I'll pull out my phone, I'll just like swap out <laughs> the cards really quick. Yeah, I get kind of That's obsessed awesome. over, because I, I, I have a problem with losing and like whenever people are, start beating my decks, I get really like obsessive. Like what the f- there's just a couple tweaks i need to make and I, this could be like this deck could be three times better mm-hmm. yeah, that's interesting. so yeah it has to be any new co- go ahead
1: i was just gonna say it has to be difficult though for them to keep the game moving forward and to keep innovating and like doing new shit and it almost seems like just inevitably it was going to get to this point that you're saying where it's kind of just like they're out of ideas and how to build any more nuance into this game so just i don't know just winning a couple turns know, uh, just everything everything just does a bunch of damage now i don't know quest chains yeah, you know,
2: like <laughs> because they give you these powerful cards, like and you... then when the next expansion comes out, it's like, how do we make cards beat these powerful cards? Well, are we are going to make more powerful cards, right? <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you doing? I wish they wouldn't make expansion every three months, like four times a year. There's a bunch of new cards and mechanics. Like, that's yeah, it's pretty awful. I think every six months would be good. Twice a year sounds way more healthy to me. Yeah, of course they would make less money, but I think that would be better for the game. If they released expansions
1: in like half half the amount of time. Yeah. Okay. Any more Hearthstone talk?
2: I don't know. I mean if you do is there anything you want to say about Hearthstone from your from the days that you used to play? Eh,
1: not really. Do you remember
2: the good old days?
1: <laughs> I do. I do miss it. I, I think about going back sometimes. I that was my favorite part of it was was the the deck building part and trying to optimize your own deck and strategies as opposed to just I mean it did get to the point where I would start getting my ass kicked so bad, most of the time. Where it's like, all right, I guess I'll look up. Well, I did a couple times look up a deck just for ideas. I would never follow them to the T, right. but, I, but I would like look up some guidelines for how to, you know, adopt a more, you know, a, a more directed strategy or, or a more direct approach or or something, you know.
2: Right. I've definitely done that as well, and I've also looked at the top decks to see like what's winning, so I can try and figure yeah, out how right. do I beat what's winning. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then there were a couple times I messed with the uh I remember shortly before I stopped playing whenever they they did start just putting suggested decks directly in the game as well like uh, Oh yeah for like the different classes like they would have like a couple different like like the hunter I think had like a beastmaster one and then like something else like just different strategies to take for whichever class and I would mess with that sometimes too but but yeah the, it was it was more the fun strategic methodical approach to it that that was appealing to me it it sounds like uh, it sounds like this high damage, real fast, cheapy things. So it sounds like that that would get annoying to me. I don't know if I would enjoy that as much. Yeah,
2: it is annoying. Maybe you should go jump back in and play classic mode because it has a bunch of the old classic cards plus a bunch of new cards that are only you can only use in classic mode. And uh, I actually haven't tried it. I've been wanting to, but um, you, maybe you could start there. You know, I could. Uh, they did add a they did had a season pass last expansion. For like $20 for the season that lasts three months. Mm-hmm. And it just gives you like bonus XP to unlock gold faster. And you end up unlocking like, I don't even know, seven to ten different new character skins or whatever you want to call them. Hmm. Like, do you remember like whenever you used to play, there was only three different character skins you could buy from the store. They were all like $10 each. Yeah. Yeah, now there's a fuck ton of them. There's a billion of them. Oh, Okay. So yeah, you can unlock a bunch of those with like a $20 season pass. And I have bought it both seasons because it gives me enough extra gold that whenever the expansion comes out, I don't have to spend 50 to $80 on it. I can just use all the free gold I got mm-hmm. to buy a ton, shit ton of card packs. So yeah, if you play a lot of Hearthstone, I, I think it's worth it, a season pass. I think it's the only game I've ever bought a season pass to.
1: Oh, interesting.
2: Plus last season pass, they added like uh The Priest is one of my favorite characters... I like to play as the characters who are more tricky, have like these little kind of cards that fuck with you a little bit, like who have secrets, like the mage. And then the priest always has these little tricky elements to his cards.
1: Wandering fingers.
2: Wandering fingers. What's that?
1: Yeah, he's always going in the waistbands he shouldn't be going into. Oh, yeah, those, those, he definitely those, is doing that. Those little tricks he has.
2: Right. <laughs> just when you just when you least suspect it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, the last, the last uh, season pass, if you paid for it, they had... These like demon priestess, mage, or I mean, demon priestess, priest character skins. Whoa. It's like this purple, I guess it's like a Warcraft, one of the Warcraft races, like a purple, it's like a purple, kind of looks like an elf, but like a demon, it's purple and she has like these devil horns.
1: Oh, the the Draenei, is that what they're called? Draenei, Draenei? Maybe it's,
2: yeah, maybe she's a dra- dra- Draenei or whatever. Yeah, but I was like, man, I got to have that because it looks really cool. So then I got that, got that shit. <laughs> That sounds pretty cool. Um Yeah, I don't know. I thought I've been spending money on like microtransactions and shit like that lately. Like, like, like we play a lot of Rocket League and then I was like, Man, I need to I wanna I've been playing this game for how long now? Six years or seven years, and like I have this boring ass goal explosion, so I put money in for like the mic drop <laughs> the mic goal drop. explosion, for, like twenty two dollars and I was like, I don't give a fuck, I want it. <laughs> I love that thing though, I'm glad. <laughs>
1: it does make scoring a goal just that extra little bit more fun.
2: Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I have. I have much else to say about Hearthstone. If you want to finish up with your game of the year, Hunter's Arena. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Lesson artists, wrap this shit up. So, a quick note before I talk about um Hunter's Arena, Legends. You know, if, if you've been listening to the last couple episodes, you may have gleaned that we play just about everything. I'm primarily a PlayStation player. I do have an Xbox One. I have a Switch. I talked about playing Hades on PC, but I do play a lot of PlayStation. You a, so
2: you have a One X. Don't don't lessen your value. Oh
1: yes, one X. Did I just say one? Yeah. Uh huh. And you actually got that for me. Isn't that nice? Oh yeah. That's nice. Um, so anyway, so the the reason I bring that up is uh, uh, we'll, we'll probably end up talking about like the PlayStation Plus games a lot that have come out because I know like on our first episode we talked a lot about Operation Tango, which was the game. For the the free PS5 game for July for August now this month the free PS5 game is this Hunter's Hunter's Arena Legends so so just just a little note um you might hear a little disprop- disproportionately more PlayStation talk coming from us but we do we do play all over the place so eh, just something to keep in mind anyway so I, I checked it out I, I got on I downloaded it there's like a dozen or so give or take characters and so what's really cool is as was announced in the state of play. It is a it is a uh battle royale, but the game modes are solo typically, and then there's trios, which are your your standard uh battle royale fair so you can either every man for himself or it's teams of 3. Or there's a third mode that is just called tag team, and essentially it just it takes the the battle royale out of it and it just makes it a fighting game. You pick two, you pick two of the fighters. Someone else picks two of the fighters and it just puts you in a little fighting arena and it's basically just a 3 d fighting game at that point um does
2: it put you in a does it put you in a hunter's arena
1: uh where,
2: where you guys are, are legends
1: I cannot confirm or deny that it <laughs> is an arena for hunters, uh, but it is for legends though that I can say it is it is for oh. legends um Man, those, that,
2: the name that name hunter's arena legends it's like
1: most generic stupid could you shit took in the the,
2: world. They, it's like they just took the uh most used words from like the app store in video games and mm-hmm. just threw them all together into one name
1: oh i was just about to say i was about to bring this up and I, but actually i think it maybe even was you that shared this idea on a previous episode that it's like they pick certain words because it almost lets people know what they're getting into right oh, i think right. Like it was you that, that said that because because with that perspective it's like oh well, that, that kind of makes sense so whenever you hear that whenever you see the name hunters arena legends it's like yeah okay I think I pretty much know what <laughs> yeah. that is, and then yep. it is, and then yeah, it know what and then about. it is that, yeah. So with that in mind, I guess that naming convention makes sense in a way I'd never considered before, but it is still just creatively bland and boring and yeah, stupid. Yeah, like
2: if you're if you're trying to stand out, you're not you're not standing out. Yeah.
1: Uh, anyway, I, I thought the tag team mode was awesome because I guess it just matches you up with one other person, but I was I was, uh, I was partied up with Ryan, so it's a really really awesome way to figure out the different legends that you can pick and like what their moves are and what their strategies are and stuff because you can just kinda just get in there and just fuck around and not have to worry about the battle royale part of it. So so that was actually fun. There was um there's a couple of characters that are really cool. Like there's like a, there's a huge panda man with like these claw fists. And he so he's like a heavy melee. Uh yes, he I mean he looks like a pandarin or a Kung Fu Panda. Yep, all that comparisons there. But my favorite that I've played so far was like this this mid range Kind of like balance the like damage, but also like crowd control y kind of lady with like big hot tits and like a sweet scythe. And she's really cool. And I was enjoying her a lot. So I jumped into the. I could not. The first night I tried it, I could not. We could not queue for a a three on three game. The only thing. The only thing Ryan and I could do was the tag team. So, all right, whatever. We we mess around with that. It's kind of neat. Whatever. Went back to whatever else we were doing. Last night, I was able to queue for the three on three. So we got in there with a random. and so we were running around. Uh, I mean, from there, the characters are cool. The powers seem pretty cool. Um, there's some, some shit going on. There's, like, counter systems and all this crap that if it's not super complicated, but once you start figuring it out, it's complicated enough to be interesting. But from the one, like, one game I played, and then I did play a solo game as well. But from the couple games I played of the actual Battle Royale, it's just it would just be my typical standard criticisms of Battle Royale where it's, stand in a lobby for three to five minutes, the game starts, you land around four people, and then you probably die instantly, and then you're back at the menu, and then repeat. So that's not so much on the game as it is just how yeah. the nature of Battle Royale, but because like when I was playing solo, I went down, I was in a fight with this dude, I killed him with a sliver of health left that felt super good, but then I couldn't figure out how to heal, so I just had a sliver of health left, and I spent the next like three to four minutes just running away from other players, but that would just make me run into other players. And so I'm just running from like three people who are trying to get this killing blow on me. And then eventually somebody just got me and, and that was it. So I, was like, okay. so I started off... You know like, how to heal now? Yeah. So I think you start with a potion that you have like... Like you, you, you drink the actual potion as you need it. So I think it's like... I think it has like 300 health points in it. So if you're only healing 20 health, you'll just drink 20 health out of your total oh, okay. 300 from it. Right. So everyone has That's this... So everyone starts with this health file. So... So if I would have known that in that first game that I played, I probably would have survived longer, made a little. You would bit- have won the whole thing. I would have won the whole fucking thing. But then, but yeah, but then, uh, but then the three on three was—it was just me and Ryan and this random partner we had. We run into this group. Uh, there's just a big confusing mess of fight going on. No one knows what anyone's doing, <laughs> you know, because it's like the first time that we're playing these characters. We don't know what the fuck's going on. So they die, and then I'm the last person standing. And then all three of them just run over to me and kill me. It's like all right. So, that was that. But again, that's that's less about Hunters Arena as Hunters Arena and that's more just what a battle royale is. So, there's there's some potential yeah. there. I can see how it's fun. I was correct in my assumption that it's that it's almost like a MOBA where there are just there's just monsters everywhere. So, you you start off every round you start off as level 1 and you're going out and you're killing monsters to level up and just make your, you know, raise your health and attack power and all this shit while trying mm-hmm. to avoid players or or ambush players. Whatever you want to do, you can set traps. You can like hide in bushes and stuff. So there's a lot of potential there. But so far, it's just kind of like,
2: eh, whatever. Yeah, it sounds sounds all right. It sounds like I'm kind of interested. I mean, it's free on PS Plus, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, maybe I'll jump into it with you guys some night.
1: Yeah, it's worth fucking around with. um Like I said, the, the the main drag for me again is just the you know waiting several minutes for a game to start and then just dying in a minute and then repeating. But that's I guess. That's, yeah. I, I guess that's why you need to get better and slowly learn what's going on and understand things, and then get the, get more out of that battle royale experience. So those are my impressions so far, anyway. Yeah. We're, big, big just make make the lobbies the go
2: faster. Mm-hmm. Like make it so you can get back in the game quicker. Like I I don't know. I haven't played a battle royale in a while. Probably since like Apex Legends, which I was addicted to for like three months. Mm-hmm. But I feel like as soon as I died, I could get into a game within a minute, and if so it was just like really quick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it could be I, I think maybe maybe the cross play nature of it is holding that aspect back as far as starting rounds quickly or not
2: wouldn't the cross play make it faster because there's more people to find
1: oh okay yes but i was thinking i was thinking the cross play the cross generational play is is what i meant oh. that that maybe it's the slower loading times of like ps4s and the previous generation all playing together that maybe for pc and next gen console people That it's just, it's an overall slower experience just by the nature of it accommodating PS4 and Xbox.
2: Yeah, it could be a thing. A little slower load times on the other systems.
1: But anyway, it's worth checking out, I think. Dicking around with a little bit more. And uh, I can see see potential there. Oh, yeah. And then also, too, one last thing I'll say is there's no Metacritic up for it yet. The PS4 version had a user rating average of like 5.8 or something last I checked. But no, no critic ratings up yet, so not looking good. Oh, because I know. Because right. we did our state of play pool predictions for the ratings, and uh, so what? We'll, we'll what to check back in on Hunter's Arena there? Uh, yeah, that and then uh, that Midgard game as well. Yes, yeah, the tribes of Midgard. I need to look at that up too. I, I never did. So
2: yeah, we'll see how close our predictions were coming up. Yeah, we can give next you a week maybe.
1: Mm-hmm. Once, once start, once critic ratings start rolling out here, listeners, we can give you an update. But uh, yep, that's all I got anything else clayton's here so i'm gonna i'm good to wrap up if you are yeah wrap it up tight
2: and wrap up uh, we can wrap up wrap that's it up uh, and race it
1: down yep okay.
2: yes that's it for this week
1: that's gonna be it uh we kept it a little shorter compared to the no, last couple did weeks we? yeah uh so that's it yeah thanks again for listening um we are now on most major podcast services we're on spotify we're on amazon there's one more step I have to do to get us on Apple. I got to sign in do like a little extra verification for, for the Apple side of it. And then we'll be on there too. So uh, yeah, like and subscribe and all that dumb stuff. We're not doing SoundCloud anymore because I reached my SoundCloud limit. And that's what prompted me to look into a podcast distributor. So yeah, so far at uh, 12 unique listens. One of them is me. One of them is probably nice. my mom. So <laughs> probably 10, 10 unique people out there. We're talking to you and those we're talking to you those ten people. Like that's, that's more than
2: three <laughs> that's ten more than three weeks ago when we weren't doing any podcast.
1: That's right. So uh yeah, hopefully if we can get some listeners here on the early end, you can enjoy uh you can have the credit of saying that you're an OG fan. You've been there from the beginning. And then like Josh said earlier, maybe maybe we'll get some mouse pads and t shirts up. Get some <laughs> merchandise here pretty soon. <laughs> I can replace my Blizzard Entertainment mouse pad, my anti women mouse pad.
2: Yeah, can you imagine if like our podcast got s- just semi popular, but then we were obviously we're gonna make news for being like offensive and and like you know women hating pieces of shit, mm-hmm. alt right racists. That's what we're gonna be labeled as. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one's gonna want. No one's gonna want to wear our merch.
1: I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna replace the Blizzard uh, the Blizzard mouse pad with one of those anime girl mouse pads that has the giant titties like wrist guard yeah. that has like the wrist rest that is just like their her tits that's how i'm going to support women i'm going to get i'm going to objectify them by resting my wrist on their chest
2: yeah maybe we should just make like make t-shirts that say like team blizzard oh, geez. just 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 <laughs> take the offensive route
1: the blizzard boys and then we can put a picture of cosby on the back
2: <laughs> that's a great idea
1: <laughs> the, the same portrait oh, of boy. cosby that, that they had in the cosby suites. <laughs>
2: Just use that picture. Put that picture on the back of them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. We're just digging ourselves a, a bigger hole, aren't we?
2: Yeah. I could really have fun with this merch. Maybe I should start now.
1: Yeah, maybe we should. <laughs> okay. All right, everyone. <laughs> Thanks again. We'll be back. Uh, Ragdoll Gamescast, Jelly Jelly Media. I've been Van Racknid. He's been Humni. He's yeah, on social find- media. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's social media stuff. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I think most of the names are Umni Rocks. One, I think one of them was just Umni. But uh, you you can find me.
1: Word up. All right, everyone. Thanks again. We'll be back uh, a week or two with episode five. Oh, Yay, I, I forgot to mention, uh, I'm V Ragnit on Twitter too, by the way. Ragdoll Gamescast. Gamescast with a K on all podcast services. But you know that because you're listening, don't you? Spread the word. Bye.
0: All
2: right. Very good. Ta-ta again.
1: Ta-ta. Real smooth. (laughs) Questions, comments, concerns? Email us at jollyjellymedia at gmail.com.